0: Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist
1: at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges. And protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies.
2: I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders
0: above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience Insider Media Relations, helping clients turn crisis communications
1: and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager, Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right
0: to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. We're talking directly to CBD business owners, CBD industry business owners, who are most likely feeling like they are being held hostage. Does that sound familiar? By federal agencies who are working on it, but have not yet finished defining the regulations uh, around marketing CBD products. And we know we've been helping clients with this challenge for a long time. By the end of this episode, you are going to know how to quickly Get the information you need, communicate it clearly, and apply the communications and marketing's regulations um, to your CBD industry business so that you can enhance and build your brand protection, which is what we talk about every week on the Move the Stairs podcast. And just
1: like we do every week, we're going to break it down into mini conversations with the first one. We're going to teach you how to search and set up alerts so that you can stay on top of what's happening in the industry. And we're gonna kind of bring that to you through our journalistic minds and how we go about searching for information for our clients so that they're up to date. After that, we're gonna give you some strategies to clearly communicate your position on these changes, not only on social media, but also on your own media, such as your website too. And then finally, you'll get to deep dive into uh, to developing a brand protection plan so you can quickly react to some of these changes coming down the pipe
2: and those changes are going to come fast and furious when they come it's it's all this hurry up and wait stuff but
1: <laughs>
2: it's really important to be prepared so if you're joining us live Please jump into the conversation and answer what worries you the most about developing a plan to react to the new regulations, the new CBD regulations in the comment section, if you would. And if you're joining us later, you can post your questions or your comments and we'll answer them in next week's chat. You can email them to us. You can you know, reach out to us anyway. We'll talk about it next week as well. So, um, Jordan, let's get started.
1: Yeah. Before we dive head first, Sarah Vanna White, if you wouldn't mind, um, we've got a free download. You can get. It's going to be posted on our blog shortly after we wrap up this broadcast. And what that one sheet's going to do is to walk you through some of the different methods that we use and you can use for free when you're trying to figure out what's happening up to the minute in your CBD, hemp, cannabis industry. All of those things are available right at your fingertips really easily.
0: And
2: I think it's, gonna, it's, a, it's a great tool. So our approach to building brand protection regarding CBD regulations is to have a plan that prepares for the best case and the worst case scenarios. We do this constantly. Um, preparation is really key. And we know that the FDA, the DEA, SAMHSA, They're all in the comment periods right now for regulations on everything from marketing rules and labeling to how CBD will be designated um, as far as legal production, And finally, um, how CBD impacts the genders differently, men and women, especially pregnant women. And that's going to be a, a really big issue. So we want to make sure that you're on top of these things and that you have a plan for how you're going to respond to them and Take advantage of the opportunities to educate your clients and customers and fill that trust bucket.
0: So the first step is, and and you know CBD and industry folks who are watching, I mean, you guys stay on top of your industry and your business. You know, there're email newsletters, there's, um, you know, websites, blogs, there's all sorts of places to get information. But I'll tell you what, um, getting information is different than getting information immediately. And that's one of the things that we specialize in. And that's the first thing we wanna talk about is finding out, you know, being one of the first people in the industry to know exactly what's going on by setting up alerts and having uh, aggregated articles um, that are pulled together at your fingertips. One of the first things we use, and you can do it on your phone, you can do it on your computer, you can do it, you know, lots of different ways is to set up a Google alert. Um, We find that these say that they are instantaneous. They are not necessarily always instantaneous. So usually what we do internally at MNC is have a couple of different backups. So we have search terms in a couple of different programs. But Google Alerts is free. Love that word. Um, And Hmm. it's easy to set up. And you can set up lots of different searches. So you can search a couple of different terms together. You can search one term. So you could just search CBD industry. Then you're going to get a lot of information about CBD industry. But if you're particularly interested in CBD marketing regulations, right, you might set that search so you can customize those searches and start returning information um, quickly and uh, free. Again, our favorite word. Yes. And you
2: can just Google Google Alerts. So Google, Google alerts and the alert, the whole process will come up. It's super simple. And it's managed, saved our bacon many, many, many times. And I know that so many of our friends who are journalists use this constantly to really stay on top of of what they're doing. Jordan, what about Twitter feeds?
1: Yeah, so Twitter feeds, I I think there's a couple of different ways you can go about Twitter. Um, First and foremost, you wanna build a Twitter list. And we included that in that one sheet, a link. If you download it for free, it's a PDF. If you click on that link, it'll take you to Twitter with a pretty easy uh, instructional list on how you actually create a brand new Twitter list. So there's a lot to be said finding who is writing about CBD, who's writing about hemp, Um, plopping those people in your CBD list. And then constantly having uh, up to the date notifications either from those people or as you open the list, whoever was the uh, last one to post will be at the top of that list with whatever story they're writing. And I think this kind of bridges to the next point here is look for what hashtags they use because you'll find that in the CBD industry or really in any journalistic industry, if they're tweeting about a certain topic, they're going to use a hashtag for that topic. Uh, for and me, that works for example, on LinkedIn as, a as well. Yes, and LinkedIn, so we shouldn't forget that. Uh, but we use the hashtag C-O-W-X, which is an abbreviation for Colorado weather. So if I'm just a weather enthusiast who lives in Colorado, I'm probably going to follow that hashtag, right? So look at what some of these industry folks are using for their hashtags, these industry journalists. And then you can actually follow that hashtag and search for that hashtag and as you're doing this keep in mind new people are writing every day so you may be able to establish relationships and contacts with new journalists all over the country all over the world in some cases um, as you're looking to you know stand up what's happening in the industry not only locally but globally as well
2: you know twitter lists have changed my life um twitter you know i used to go on twitter and i start scrolling it's like holy moly there's so much stuff on here But if I can go to the list, and especially if I have a notification, so I get a little ding if one of the people on my Twitter list has tweeted, and that's really for the journalists. They're going to know when something new comes out first, and they're going they're they're almost in a competition to get it onto Twitter even faster. So the fact is that if you develop a Twitter list. Um, And use the downloadable sheet to take you step-by-step on how to do it. And it's really easy, man. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, But the nice thing is that if you've got that Twitter list, when the regulations come down and whatever the regulations are, or many times the journalists will have a heads up, maybe a couple hours before they expect a regulation to come down. That couple hours can make such a difference for you and for your credibility and for building your trust because you can retweet and you can put stuff on, you know, you can send out an email to your email list. There's all kinds of things that you can do that really position you as a true thought leader, somebody who really understands what's going on. And that's really what we're talking about today. Um, When you're talking about brand protection, how people perceive you really matters. And so being on top of the news is huge. And if there are these types of really specific things and, and, you know, we've been waiting for some of these FDA labeling requirements for months and months, um, maybe longer than months and months, it's been just, it's been forever. So to, to be able to, as soon as that comes out, people are hungry for that information. If it comes from you, man, think how that elevates your credibility as someone who's really an expert in this area.
1: And I just want to jump in really quick, Diane, because as you were talking, um, I was doing some poking around online for what some of the best hashtags you could actually use for CBD are. And I just wanted to share with you some of them that I found. Uh, CBD, uh, hashtag CBD, hashtag hemp, hashtag CBD oil, hashtag CBD health. All of these hashtags are ranked as some of the more popular ones to use. So As you're not only following these hashtags, um, you may wanna think about incorporating some of these hashtags in some of your social media, whether it's LinkedIn, um, Instagram, Facebook to an extent. I'm on the no hashtag for Facebook bandwagon, but some people like to do it. And hey, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong, but um, incorporating these hashtags, the popular ones is not only gonna help you find people, but also help you kind of stand out as well as people are also searching for those hashtags.
0: It's a good habit, too, as well. It's it's an insider media relations habit mm-hmm. to as you're going through your Twitter lists and looking at what journalists are talking about, interact with those journalists. Absolutely. click, Give them a like share if they've got a great article that's come out. Share that comment about it. Um, build those relationships with those journalists and. Um, and we call that one of our insider media relations strategies and it really just means that you're you're building authentic relationships with the journalists who are in your industry because
2: you never know when they're going to need that comment every story shouldn't say every 95% of the stories are personalized somehow. And that personali- personalization is an opportunity for you because if they're looking for people who are experts to speak, they're looking for business owners as to how things are going to impact them. They get to choose. They get to reach out. So if you've got a relationship going with them where they know that you know your stuff and you're on top of this, you're and, and you're going to be easy to reach because you've already been communicating back and forth, man, they're going to reach out to you and what a great situation for you to have your business highlighted in one of these really good publications. Um, some of the key news outlets that, that we follow are Hemp Industry Daily, Gontrepreneur, LeafWire, Marijuana Moment. I mean, there's, there's quite a few out there now. Um, and so I have those. Um, I make sure that I follow those. And, and on some of those, I'll just have them send me their daily briefing it's free. It comes straight to my inbox. I can read the headlines, decide what I want to read. But again, in 15 minutes, I'm up to date on what's going on for the day. And I can't tell you how important that is, is to be up to date on what's going on so that not only are you waiting for the regulations to come down, but if somebody calls you and talks to you and you can drop in that this is the newest thing, or I just saw that there was going to be a webinar in November on CBD and pregnancy. Um, and that's an, and the impacts on women, people know that, you know, your stuff, people know that you are in the know. And, and again, building your credibility is such a huge part of brand protection because if something goes wrong, it's not that people don't have to question who you are and what you do. It's like, okay, let's listen to what they did to prepare for this thing that went, went wrong. Or so you're, it's really a huge part of building your brand is showing how you're educating yourself and you're out there doing that.
0: So Jordan, why don't you go through one of the, we have, we have a really robust option, um, but it's fair to say that it has a robust price tag as well. But the depth of information, analytics, and data that we get out of our Meltwater service is really just mind blowing. Right. And we just lost your. Oh, Sarah. So, I don't go. Well, <laughs> then I'll tell you because Meltwater is one of my all-time favorite things. So, Meltwater is a data and analytics uh, service and it is just a really fan- fantastic way. Whoops, I removed him and then I added him back to the stream. So, that oh, was my fault, go. Jordan. So, I was just explaining, Jordan, what, what, uh, what Meltwater is, this data and analytics service that we use Um, So it will alert you on articles that have crossed. So we have our search terms set. So it'll alert you to articles that are published, um, to media coverage that has happened. It uh, can certainly tell you about sentiment. So, you know, when we have a particular client who says, you know, kind of, I need to know what people are saying, how do they feel about me? We can set up a a sentiment search and, you know, we want to see more green than red, right? We can set it up. um, One of the ways that we use it a ton is in um, background research. So when we have a client that comes to us, we're able to go out and say, we can get a really, really, really clear picture, not only of you and everything that's being said about you in the entire digital space, TV, radio, um, uh, uh, online print news, um, blogs, websites, uh, you know, uh, Reddit, it goes into Reddit. We can also get an, uh, a really clear picture of what's being said about your top competitor, your top three competitors. So, um, Jordan, you, you're the one, I mean, I can go on and on about uh, Meltwater, but you're the one who uses it every day. I mean, talk about the, um, you know, the tools that are available in that service.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really useful for me uh, when I'm using it for our clients. If I'm looking for specific um, information regarding something that may impact them, such as uh, regulations that may be coming down the line, or if I'm looking at, you know, response to um, something that may be something our client did, uh, maybe it's responding to regulations coming down. You can see what people are saying about, you know, your business or brand uh, through that tool, which is really great. And you can also set it up so that you get mobile alerts on your phone, too, which is really nice. That's Um, our
0: double check to to Google.
1: And it's, you know, it's really useful, particularly if you're on the go, you don't always have the opportunity to, you know, toss open your laptop and make sure everything is uh, looking good on that end. So having those alerts on your phone are great. But I think my favorite part about this, Sarah and Diane, is the integration between um, traditional media digital media and social media with that platform. So you kind of get everything all in one. You don't have to go out of your way um, to look at those each individual platforms to make sure that things are right where you want it to be with your CBD uh, business and brand. And uh, speaking of one of these things, Diane, we have used Meltwater before to look up information on the FDA warning letters. Right. And those, those are letters you don't want to find yourself in. Um, no.
2: And I think what's interesting about these letters is that while the we're waiting for the regulations, you can kind of read into where things are going if you see right. what people are being cited for. And certainly we don't want any of our clients to be cited. So, you know, one of the letters that we saw, we realized that they were citing clients for customers posts that where the customers were making some type of a medical claim of how the CBD had helped them. Now, it's interesting that what we decided to do was go in, and until we have the true regulations, was go in and review all of those posts um, that, that this client had and look and see, was there anything we should just hide for a while? I mean, let's just put it aside for a while because we don't want to raise the interest of the FDA and looking at our clients. So it was a really conservative approach, but have we not gone in and really read those letters closely? That's not many times. That's not something that you're going to see in a news article that this was done, but it certainly was clear that that's something that they were looking for. And, and I, you know, going to that level of detail, I think can make all the difference in protecting your brand.
1: And it's, it's a pretty big deal, right? I mean, the industry pays attention to whose name is kind of being you know tossed out there. Um, Absolutely. So-and-so violated, you know, so-and-so got and a then, warning letter.
2: And it, once it's, it's out corporate. there, it's not like it's coming off the internet. So right. if somebody searches for your company, they're going to see that. So it's really important to be in front of that.
0: But I think that that shows you how careful you need to be not only with the content that you put out on your social media, you need to be on top of monitoring your social media for anything that, that your clients, your customers, um, you know, or anyone else might put on your social media. You need to be on top of that and monitoring that and, and, uh, you know, potentially hiding some of that information as well. Right. Exactly. So Sarah, that's why we're making sure that you have the tools you
2: need and, uh, Once again, we have the downloadable, Sarah, do you have Anna White thing? And for those that are on the podcast, um, it will be included in the show notes. Um, So we want to make sure that you have that, that free downloadable sheet. You know, this is one of the ways we do what we call move the stairs. And move the stairs is looking at any situation. And in this case, we're looking at a situation where we don't have a lot of information. We're still waiting to see what the FDA is going to come out with as far as labeling and all the other issues that... Uh, the DEA and SAMHSA, everybody's looking at. So what we want to do is we want to look at what we know we have. And that's what we did with those letters. We moved the stairs. We looked closely at those warning letters to say, what can we do right now where we're going to build insurance that we can protect a brand Um, and move the stairs means looking at whatever you're given No whining about what you don't have. Figure out what you can do creatively with what you do have. And when you find that creative approach, especially if you really think within the box sometimes, um, you find that you come up with ideas that other people didn't come up with. And and it can really put you in a very, very positive position. Um, And from a competitive standpoint, a position where you're going to win the day. So that's what Move the Stairs is.
0: So really quickly, before we move on to topic two, which is a great, great section of this discussion, uh, we want to know what tools do you use to stay on top of important news in your industry? Um, if there were tools that uh, that you use that we didn't mention, we'd love to know about them. Um, you know, how do you stay in the know and, uh, you know, on the bleeding edge of information in your industry, whether it's CBD or another industry? Um, how do you stay on top of that? We'd love to know. So. Um, topic two, we're moving on being ready to respond. And we talked about this a second ago. Um, you know, we plan for the plan for the worst and hope for the best. Um, but you gotta, you gotta plan and which isn't just sort of noodling it around and thinking about it. It's, you know, noodle it around, think about it, make a plan, get into action, execute. And, um, you know, being ready to go to respond on your website and on your social media is key. And one of the things that we do when we're onboarding a new client or when we're working with clients is that we make sure that they're, um, you know, it's hard to even describe what all of this stuff is because it goes in so many different places, white papers, social media, Uh, Dark posts, posts that um, sit in the file until you need them and you need to quickly access them and update them. Um, Dark uh, unpublished uh, press releases um, that you can just quickly flesh out with the information as it is coming down for a particular situation and then turn out quickly. So this is a lot of the work that we do with clients is just getting ready for the what ifs. And I think the cool
2: thing about the what if is that it doesn't have to take a long period of time, but it gives you time after you've written, you know, maybe you're going to write five posts that you're going to hold, and maybe you're going to write one press release. So we're not talking a huge amount of time here, or even you're going to write one white paper, but it's going to be on hold. What I love is when it's on hold and you give it a little bit of time to breathe and you go off and then you have your shower thoughts and you have your middle of the night thoughts and you're like, oh. If I went this way, that's going to be even better, but you have time to do that. If you prepare, especially in this case, you know that we're going to have these regulations coming down. We don't know which way they're going to go, but um, if you had the basics down and you kind of had an idea of where you're going to go, but you give it a little time to use a Sarah baby word to percolate in that brain of yours, it's amazing how creative you can be and how much more confident you feel when it's coming down because what I find is if I do a little prep, and it doesn't have to be a lot of prep because I know how busy all of you are, but if I do a little bit of prep for something that I know that's pretty serious that's gonna happen, I sleep better at night, and in relaxing, better ideas come, and then I can edit and I can change things, and it takes so it's so much easier, faster. Because it's coming to me naturally, as opposed to me pushing through something that's happening while all that cortisol is in my brain, and I'm a little bit nervous, and what are we going to say, and how are are my audiences going to react? So all that is really important.
1: I think there's a lot to be said there about writing something, being able to walk away from it, and then come back to it. You Know in the moment it may seem like a great post, but if you can leave that for a day, come back yeah. to it. It really, we lets were talking you think about, about this last week, yeah. The MNC3, you know, think about your best friend, think about your worst enemy and think about your, your dear grandmother, you know, and we've talked about the MNC3 and other podcasts as well. So be sure to uh, make sure you subscribe and give those a listen. But if you can incorporate those three elements um, into your post, not only when you write it initially, but when you come back and take a look at it, just to see how the public is going to perceive what it is you're saying, do they get it? Are you using inside baseball talk? Do you need to kind of pull it back a little bit to make sure that they understand exactly what it is uh, they're responding to when these new regulations come down? I think that's really, really important and really valuable to do well ahead of time. And, you know, we've seen it recently in news, right? Um, And we're going to see it a lot more with the elections coming up. Um, But most, I think a really good example here was the passing of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. We've known for a really long long time that she wasn't in great health. Um, I mean, the woman battled and beat cancer how many times? Um, But she had fallen really ill recently. So if you think that mainstream news wasn't prepared for her passing, and that's not to be insensitive, it was going to happen at some point. um, They had that story ready to go, they had all of the information about her pulled. Uh, the infographics they they uh, showed, you know, as they were honoring and in, in uh, her passing and running those news stories, they knew all of that well ahead of time. They were prepared. So I think as a CBD business owner, you should be looking at those types of things, what you can put together for your messaging well ahead of when these regulations and this comment period ends.
2: Absolutely. I think it's so important. and And I think that when you have that You know, that's our journalistic training is to have that stuff in the can. Um, But also, who are you going to talk to? And for you guys, turn it around. What outlet would you like to comment in? What outlet do you think is going to have the greatest impact on your customers, on your employees, if you're building your leadership position within the industry? Do you want to be the person that they call? Then if you're doing what Sarah said earlier on Twitter, interacting with that um, with that outlet, you're setting the stage right there. But you want to think about those things that are coming down. The other thing that I want to say is you do this preparation, but you do not pull the trigger and wild, wild west of CBD until you take the pulse of what's going on in the country. And I mean that day, that's something new that we didn't have to do 10 years ago for the most part. Um, but things are changing. People's attitudes are changing. Um, how they feel about activism is changing. There's so much cultural change going on that what you wrote today may or may not be the right tone for what you want to release a month from now. We just. I or mean, what
0: you wrote six months ago or hmm. nine months ago at the beginning of the year, right? To, to exactly. get ready for the year. Nine months ago, COVID wasn't really a thing. Right. You know, the economy was humming along. So it's entirely plausible that your messaging that you wrote at the beginning of the year uh, is incredibly out of date at this point.
2: Or it just needs to be tweaked. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's really
0: what I find normally is
2: that Mm -hmm. the message is pretty much there, but it's it's that tone. And and when you're thinking of the MNC three. I may start thinking about adding a fourth person, and that's the person who's involved in whatever the cultural change is, um, and how would they perceive what it is that you're writing about? So it's it's great. It's it's really important to do the pre-work, even if you have to change it, because the fact that you've already thought it through means that you're going to be able to change so, so much more quickly. You're going to be able to move on a dime. Um, I have an example that I use of, I came face to face with a bear, uh, two years ago, three years ago. Now, um, I was walking outside at a hotel, believe it or not, came around a corner and there was a 500 pound bear at 10:30 at night walking straight for me. And he was 10 feet away. I don't camp and I don't run very much. I did that day, um, but <laughs> which was not the right thing to do. But I had never thought about coming face-to-face with a wild animal. That's the bottom line, bear or whatever, never thought of it. I now live in the mountains and I have bears walking past my house every season. I mean, in fact, we look forward to seeing them. The difference in my perception of that Because now I have a plan. Now I understand more about them. Now I have thought through after I made the terrible mistakes where I went into fight or flight and ran from this animal. And luckily he didn't chase me because I wouldn't be here if he did. But the point is that I don't want you to have those bear moments. We want you to think through what you're going to do with your messaging. And it will help you even when you do get hit cold because you'll have a process in your head for what you need to do. And that's what really I think the, the, the our journalistic training has helped us with, is that when we pick up the phone or when something happens that's completely out of the blue, we already know these are the steps we're going to go through. There's a logic to figuring out, and that logic produces calm. And when you can be calm in a situation like that, you're going to do very, very well. So that's why we want you to go ahead and sit down. And whether you're taking a couple hours because the regulations, or whether it's the beginning of the year, and you're thinking, what are the issues that we could face this year? And we're going to take a half a day and talk in our, you know, with our C suite um, about what it is that we need to do, or just the president and the vice president or, and, and make sure that your employees are involved in that messaging, that they're all on the same page. It's really, really important. So um, I'd love for you in the comments um, to, to tell us about a time when a news event caught you completely unprepared, kind of like my bear caught me unprepared. Um, What's and your bear? I, tell
0: us your bear. Oh, that bear.
2: <laughs> I can't tell you when I came around and I saw the bear, what was going on in my head. And I think that this happens to business owners all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not very logical. First thing I thought was, he's gorgeous. I mean, <laughs> can you believe? I mean, his coat was unbelievable. And I'd never been close to a bear, except like at the zoo or something. But anyway, I and mean, they're always hidden. You know how they go up? You never, I mean, I was like face to face with this guy and he was gorgeous. And then, I remember looking at his paws and those
0: nails. (laughs) Those yeah,
2: enormous feet. I have been in many crises in my life, but because I had never, ever thought about being face-to-face with a wild animal, the fear that I felt was like, very few times in my life have I been that scared. And my, should I get big? Should I get small? I mean, as fast as your thoughts can come, they were rolling through my head. Isn't he gorgeous? Okay, should I make sure I get small? Should I run? What should I do? And the reality is, I started running, and I didn't even know I was running. I did not make a conscious decision. I went into fight or flight, and my legs took off. And I then I realized I was running, and now I'm thinking, no, I'm really screwed. So because I don't run, and I was also in heels, and I anyway, it was a long story. <laughs> but the fact is. I, it was, it was terrifying, but I panicked. That's the bottom line. I panicked and you guys know me. I don't panic. I mean, we deal with all kinds of crises. That's not what I do, but this was something that just came out of the blue and I never thought of before. And I don't want our business owners to be hit with that, uh, in that scenario. So, um, so
1: what are what are some things, Diane, that you've seen in the, uh, the warning papers, um, warning letters, we talked about it a little bit earlier in the podcast that you think a CBD business owner, you know, should already be thinking about, you know, what should in that half day that they're going to write out that potential scenario, uh, maybe it's with the regulations, uh, coming down, you know, what's one thing that you think they should be prepared for so they don't go into that fight or flight mode that right. you did there.
2: Well, there, let's let's talk about the DEA regulations right now. If you're a producer and in your production process right now, they're talking about coming down on you if in the production process, um, the Delta-9 THC level gets over 0.03%, which happened in so many cases that they could come in and raid you. Well, what the heck are you going to do about that? Right. And if, if while we're in this in-between stage with that, um, if that happened what would you say um, to respond? Because that's not something where you just want that reported out there and there's no response to it. So how are you going to respond to that? What are you going to say that you thought about? What are you going to say about your process? What are you going to say about what you think about what the DEA is doing? All of those things. That's, that's a perfect example of something that's going on right now that if you're a producer And you have that issue, you need to think through a worst case scenario that they come in and they shut you down and somebody is actually pulled out, you know, in in cuffs and is in the back of a car. Who is your lawyer? Who's going to be your spokesperson? What's the messaging going to be? I would definitely have that one nailed down so I knew where I was going to go with that. Um, And if it comes back and they reverse that, then as an industry leader, I want to talk about that as well as quickly as possible. Um, and say that you know we really believe our processes are the best processes that are out there and that's why we do what we do and we're really pleased that the dea has changed this i mean so that's what i would do is i would think through both types of scenarios um, and then if you get something in between you've already thought about the best and the worst you can really modify at that point and that makes a lot of sense
0: it's really like guideposts you know you've got the best scenario and the worst scenario and then almost all the time, almost all the time, you're going to end up somewhere in the middle. You right. know, it's very rare that you end up on one end or the other. Um, right. It's usually, you know, you've got sort of a road and you end up somewhere in the middle of the road. Right. I mean, is two. CBD going to be
2: established as a dietary supplement? I mean, is that going to be one of the the new and the labeling regulations would go that way? I mean, how is this going? Where is this going to work? What's going to happen about pregnancy and women using CBD while they're pregnant um, and And how do you show that you care about what happens with that? Um, You know, how do you get out there and, you know, that the the Hemp Industry Council is another great place to go. They have great information on what's going on and they put out position statements. And if you agree with their position, tweet about it. If you don't, tweet about it. I mean, I think it's fine um, as long as you can back up what you're saying and, and we have and we're going to talk about this in in our next in our segment about the four Cs that it's clear and compassionate information that you're giving out that's uh, educational um and you know if you're putting educational information on social media and somebody comes at you and says that's not educational you're making a claim you need to know why you decided it was educational i think that's another thing what are your guidelines you should have guidelines somewhere that you say we already wrote out the guidelines this is what we use this is the industry standard. This is why we did what we did. Yes, we thought about this. We care about this. We take this seriously. Yeah, you know, bad things happen to good people. But if you can say I have this is these are all the things that I did because I cared about this. Because I cared about the quality of my production. I cared about what people understood about CBD. And that's why I did what I did. Uh, a lot of times that takes a lot of the sting
0: out of someone who's coming after you. So yeah, um, if you can have something to point to, then, mm-hmm. you know, then you're, it's not just you sort of arguing It's saying, Nope, we've got guidelines. Right. We've got regulations. You know, this exactly. is how we do business. And this is what our, our clients know. This is how we do business. And so here you go. And it, you've got much, much more, um, authority that way. That's okay. establishing a thought leadership and in brand protection just by and having thought, thought through it. this and having a, yeah. And having a Absolutely. process. So Sarah, do you want to talk about what we're going to look at next week? Yes, for sure. So one of the other um, things that we do to help drive brand protection is media training and, you know, media training, honestly, is is it's an art. It's a science. It's a, um, I mean, you can uh, spend a lot of time really getting good at it. And some people are amazing at it. But it's one of those things that you can learn. And so we're going to get into I don't know, this might be media training. 301 or 401. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is some advanced stuff because media training 101 is, you know, like, <gasps> I don't want to be deer in the headlights, panicked, unable to complete a sentence, you know, when the light goes on and the camera turns on. um, And, you know, that's, that's a great one. That's where everybody starts and we can help you get through that. But now we're moving on to, all right, how do I handle some of the difficult things? How do I position things? How do I, um, you know, use flagging and bridging and hooking to get you to um, ask me all of my message points, you know, and be interested in those message points. How do I uh, smize under a mask, you know, so that uh, people are really engaged with what we're saying, you know, when we've got now another barrier to communication. So next week, we are getting into some 401, 301 grad level Media training—we're taking it to the next level with tips on how your spokesperson should develop and handle the media outside of a crisis situation, which is always the best place to start. Media—it's <laughs> well, outside I think of a crisis so many situation. CEOs are the
2: spokesperson, so mm-hmm. many times I think media training. People think you're standing in front of a camera, and that's what media training is, and that's a part of it. But there's a bigger part of it, which is. How do you get the media in this age of instantaneous information to slow down a little bit while you gather your information? Um, and how do you develop the relationship so that they will listen to you and slow down a little bit, which is really important. Um, so there's a there's a lot of nuance to media training that has nothing to do with standing in front of a camera, that has to do with really working with the media so that the best uh, the best interview gets out, the best quote gets out, um, and that you're positioned in a really, really strong position um, from the way that you're being interviewed. And most of all, that you're the one they call. I think that that's our big goal is that mm-hmm. you don't have to pitch anymore. that when they've got something, they're going to call you. They may or may or may not use your information um, in a quote but you've become their go-to. And that is huge when you get to that level. And that's, that's some of what we're going to talk about.
0: Plus, we're going to share the best soundbite really in the history of soundbites, the A number one tip top. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. All right, Jordan, we're moving on topic three.
1: Yeah, topic number three. We've talked a lot in this podcast about, you know, what are some of the ways you can go about staying on top of the industry? What are some things to be mindful of as you're preparing for these regulations to come down? And topic number three is gonna be all about the MNC communication approach to building brand protection in preparation for the CBD rulings. So some actionable strategies here we're gonna share with you. And we talked about this in the first segment, But you absolutely need to set up alerts and review each story that comes down, uh, whether it's daily, whether it's weekly, how much time uh, do you want to allocate to this. Figure that out so that you can be on top of anything that may have changed and you know the latest information and you can react to the latest information as it's happening. And by the way, if you've gone about looking at the uh, steps and strategies we shared from our second segment, you already kind of have an idea of how you're going to react, uh, whether it's on social media or on your uh, your company's website to some of these regulations that may come down here. I think it's really important too um, to use this time to educate your customer base. You can do this on social media. I think a great way to do it is in blogs. I mean, we do it every week, every Friday with our blogs and podcasts, um, so that your customers and your clients, they know that you're in the know. Um, right. not only do they enjoy your products, but they can also look at you as an educational figure where if somebody says, Hey man, I, I don't really understand this whole CBD thing. Um, you Your customers can say, "Well, yeah, I use their products, but wow, do they explain it really well?" Exactly.
0: Um, you know what? That's a really critical piece, and um, using some of this stuff to educate your clients, um, I think, also helps keep you from, um, as Ann Wiley would say, "Wee wee weeing" on your clients. Yeah. You know, I think um, well, one you of the better things- explain that because some I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not just going <laughs> to let that one sit. So her point is. If you are constantly in your social media saying we have this product and we do this and we manufacture the best XYZ in the world and we are just the, you know, the go-to source for this, you have just wee wee weed all over your customers, your clients. You have done nothing to talk about why someone might want to use it. How it would help them, right? Right? How it would help them. How, do how they, they choose, right? yeah, what are the, what are the components that might give them information on how to choose, you know, which one, Um, you know, what are the things that people might want to consider? So one of the things that we do when we're bringing on a new client is a social media audit um, to look at what's your voice. Are you, um, are you talking with your client in mind, or are you talking with your brand in mind? You know, who are, Who are you trying to capture? And are you capturing that information? And I know it's juvenile, but obviously, clearly, you don't want to be wee-wee-weeing all over your clients. No, we don't.
2: The other thing I love about the alerts is it gives you phenomenal content to share. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are a lot of wonderful things that happen when you share content. So that reporter who wrote that content that you're now sharing is really appreciative Mm -hmm. that you've done that. Secondly, it shows you're in the know. Um, the other thing that I think that's important is it's hard sometimes to uh, keep up with what's going on. I get that. Believe me. Um, so are there s- several people in your organization who are also, who are maybe tasked with reading one specific, um, one specific outlet and staying on top of it? When I was at NBC News, when my boss came in, I came in at six and wrote, read the New York Times, the Washington Post, USA Today, Wall Street Journal, um, and there was a fifth one, um, all, all in an hour. And my job was to be able to then say to him, here are the important stories that are in here. And this, this is the hook on why you need to know these stories. When we first started, it took about three months probably before I really understood him so well that I, that when he walked in the door and I said, these are the important stories he could trust that those were the important stories that I hadn't missed anything, but it became, it was, it was like a goal of mine to not, so that he wouldn't have found anything because he was reading the papers too, but he wasn't reading in the quite, quite the way I was reading them, that he would have found something that I missed. So if you can get some people within your group to understand that that's that's what you like to do. And you make it kind of a fun thing that, you know, how did you, did we get everything that we needed to know today? And can you give me a download in 10 minutes of exactly what's happened that I need to know about? Man, that would be fantastic. The other thing is think how it's going to educate the people who work for you mm-hmm. and that you're, you're saying this is that important. That I'm going to give you. You don't need the hour because they're not going to be reading that many. I'm going to give you 15 minutes in the morning, but this is what you're going to be doing for those 15 minutes, and that that's going to, um, you know, when they're talking about CBD and now they're more educated and they know what's going on. That builds their credibility as well, and that's a whole career thing that that you're doing to advance them. So instead of positioning it as you need to do this, going to adding this to what you're doing. It's more of, I'm going to give you time. I'm actually going to pay for you to read this. And then I need a report every day. And it, you know, three lines, here's the headline. Here's the three lines of what it means. And is it important? And if there are days when it's not, that's okay. And it will take a while, but then you have the people within your organization who also understand how important it is to be in the know in the news and they'll find that they're when they're talking to your clients and your customers that they they have this great expertise that they're able to talk about, which elevates your business at the same time and also prepares you so you have a heads up when something big is coming down the pike, and you know, um, and you're developing the relationships with the reporters, and now you have social media content that's great for educating so all of that rolls together so it doesn't become a time suck and that's i know that that's so key to so many business owners that are out there
0: yeah that's a great process and a, a great strategy for using that first 15 minutes to half an hour of every morning to just go all right let's get on top of the day let me make sure that i know exactly what's coming at me and you know what what people are out there saying absolutely jordan we have talked about this brand protection team I mean, we talk about it. We talk about brand protection every week, but the brand protection team we've done a podcast on, an episode on. So let's get into, you know, that as one of the most important steps of brand protection.
1: Yeah. We've talked about this before, but you want your team um, to be, you know, the people who are your decision makers, who's in your C-suite, you know, who is dictating the messaging that's going to go out, um, who's working to keep your uh, employees informed who's working to keep your customers informed it's this team who's going to work together that uh, as these regulations are coming down and you know you want to make sure that you're in compliance you're not only in compliance but also getting out um, the important messaging from your side of things that's going to go out not only to your employees, but people who use your product as well. So when you look at you know the uh, FDA DEA guidelines, um, I think one thing you have to do, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is to look at what is already out there. Diane, you mentioned it just uh, rehashed this. Um, when M&C looked at those warning letters that went out by the FDA, you guys went through and made sure that all of the posts that were out there on social media weren't too over the top. Um, They weren't going to even remotely uh, get on the uh, blip on the radar of the FDA.
2: Right, no No medical claims and no over the top. This made such a difference for me. You have to be so careful with that because it's such a gray area. We don't know which side they're going to come down on. But I think assigning roles is really, really important. You know, who is the best person? So when you you get into a situation where the, the regulations come down, Who's going to talk to the employees and explain that? Um, What messages? And it's so important. Write something down so that your people have something to relate to. So when they're on the front lines with the customers and they ask about it, they're going to ask about this stuff Mm -hmm. that that everybody's speaking from the same set of notes. That is so important whether they're singing or speaking from the same set of notes. But the point is make the notes um, because it really, really makes a difference. Also, um, do you have a media spokesperson ready to go? Um, Is it your CEO? If it is your CEO or I don't care who it is, you have to have a backup because you never know Mm -hmm. when going to be out of town. They're on vacation. They're doing whatever. Inevitably, they will be out of town when somebody's calling and something's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Who's approving? What is the approval process? So if you Mm -hmm. have almost everything already approved, that's great. But then you have something that they came down with something you weren't expecting. And how many times do we see that happening where we think that this is coming or maybe that is coming and something completely different comes down that's going to have an impact on your business? So you need to have a quick turnaround approval process and we have a rule at MNC that we always have a fresh set of eyes on whatever we do. So if I write something, Sarah and Jordan, or at least Sarah, or at least Jordan reads it. If Jordan writes something, one of us read it. And usually what we do is we have somebody edit it and then someone who has not really looked at it yeah. at all do one more final read. Cause that's how you make sure that what's going out has been looked at by different people with different perspectives. And I think that's really, really important. Um, And you need to have a good understanding on where your company stands. And not only do you need to have it, but you need to make sure that your employees understand where you stand on whatever it is. So that again, you are all consistent in what you're saying. It doesn't mean that you can't change your stance as new information comes to light. So uh, there was a time when it was a really bad thing if you took one stand and then you changed it. I think in our, uh, in our culture now, You can say, I've now, this new information has come to light and I'm in a different place. And I think so many things have happened where we've all learned. And from learning, we morph into uh, a different viewpoint. And that can actually be a real positive that you were willing, that you weren't so steadfast, this is the way it is, but that as new information came out, you said, okay, I'm going to consider that. And I may look at this a little bit differently. So I would say it's not, it used to be, oh, if you wrote it, you better you better believe it for the rest of your life. That's not the way it is anymore. So it's okay. Um, and that's really where you remember in your, in your messaging, what we call the MNC4Cs, that it's clear, that it's compassionate, that it's consistent, and that it's conversational conversational is huge. We see all this research on the web that when you're putting anything out there, make it conversational. Really think about the person who doesn't have a lot of knowledge, who is honoring you by listening to your viewpoint. And so instead of thinking that they're stupid, think, wow, thank you so much for listening. Let me tell you Let me help you understand this situation better. And I think when it comes to CBD, that's really, really important. Not that any of you would think anyone was stupid, but there are people out there and they go to that stupid thing and talk about stupid. That is stupid. So instead you're educating the people that are out there and that's your attitude is thank you so much for listening. Here's where we're at. So I think that all that stuff is very, very important
0: and remember that you know, for any claims you make any content you put on your website anything that you put on social media anything that someone might post on your social media in response the FDA is watching Absolutely. and others are watching what you're posting on social media so um you know you just have to to make sure that as you're building this brand protection team and you're defining the spokesperson role and the um the reviewer role and you know, all of these different things that you've got somebody who uh, is in charge of, at a bare minimum, the website and social media who can say, all right, based on this new regulation, based on this new information, let me go back quickly and I'm gonna proof everything on the website. I'm gonna proof everything on social media and make sure that we're in compliance with this um, that, with this rule that may have changed something that um, exists on our, on our social or on our, our website.
1: With some of the things coming down um, with the new regulations, you know how important do you think it is to have a chief medical officer on this team, especially as we're looking at you know some of the studies that how CBD impacts you by gender, particularly Diane. You mentioned pregnant women. Um, should the CMO have a role in this team?
2: If you have one, I mean, I think that we're. The people that we're talking to on this podcast, um, the, the size of the business is kind of all over. But if you can have an advisory board mm-hmm. with a chief medical officer on it, um, it's going to give you incredible cover um, as things as things change, because they're going to change pretty quickly once they start changing. And if you can say we took the time to find someone who really knew who is an expert in the field, who really understands this, who was advising us on this um, that is, especially if, if if it's in a gray area and somebody says, well, I don't think you should have done this. Well, this is why we did this. And we took the time to find somebody who was an expert who could work with us in this specific area. And as Jordan said, a chief medical officer, it's something that we always look for when we're considering working with a CBD company. Do they have that chief medical officer involved? Because, from, even from an MSC standpoint, I want to know what we're writing and what we're reporting and what we're educating on. Um, we have someone who has that expertise who can say to us, oh, we might want to change this just this way. And it would be something that we may or may not know. And, and what's interesting is as the research starts to come out more and more on all types of cannabis products, things are going to change very quickly. And so you need to have the person who understands what that means. In a a best case scenario for me, if you can work with somebody at a university, that's a a great at at a research institution who is an expert in this area. That's a fantastic thing. And they don't have to be working with you every day. This is an advisory capacity. A scientific advisory capacity can make all the difference as you're educating other people Um, in not only making sure that you get the right information out, but as things change and what was the right information yesterday could be completely different tomorrow. You have someone who says, this is what we knew then. I mean, think of COVID, holy moly. The information that's been put out on COVID and how much it's Mm -hmm. changed and how much it's still going to change. It doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that people went out there intentionally trying to misinform people and not have them have the safest situation that they could have. It's that the information is evolving. And man, is that true with the CBD market as well? So having that that person, that group that you can go to to say, what does this mean? What do you think about this? What's this new information? And then being able to say, this is who we talk to and this is what we're learning is a great opportunity. So that's what I look at that as, as an opportunity.
0: So this is just, you know, the strategy here that we use is to set up one of these brand protection teams, Um, set up a team with defined roles, think through the what ifs, um, get your messaging, get your uh, social, get your releases, get your training, all of that stuff up to snuff and, um, you know, ready to go. We call it kind of Swiss the Swiss cheese approach. So you leave the holes because you don't know the details. But, you know, the structure of it is basically set up. And then you've got, you know, something to start with when, um, you know, something changes, something comes down the line and you've got a, a starting point that's a mile ahead of all of your competitors. And that's what the brand protection team is all about. Absolutely. So in the comments, guys, let us know How are you going to use this brand protection strategy to protect your own CBD industry business? Um, You know, how are you going to put these uh, to work? Let us know, because we love to we love to find out how people use the things that we are sharing every week. And then, um, you know, we're almost out of time for today. But Jordan, go through what we've worked on.
1: Yeah, so just to recap today, we taught you in the first segment how to think like a journalist, how to set your search parameters and set up alerts so that you can constantly stay on top of what's new and what's changing in the CBD industry or whatever industry you may happen to be in. But with CBD, it's happening uh, quite a bit here, are those changes. Uh, we talked about some strategies. So your company, your business, your brand can clearly communicate those changes to your customers uh, as well as people who work for you. Your employees are really important too. And then we just wrapped up a deep dive into what goes into the making of developing a brand protection plan for you so that you can quickly react to some of those changes that will inevitably be on the way because studies are new. Studies are coming out, FDA is making their changes, regulations. So it's really important, especially if you're a CBD owner, uh, take advantage of this. It's a great opportunity.
2: Absolutely. So thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Um, We are really here to help you protect your brand. Brand protection is what we do. And we think it's so important. It's not terribly difficult to do. Um, But, and it doesn't have to take a tremendous amount of time. And, and we're here to help you walk through it any time of the day or night. So whether it's strategic public relations, insider media relations, crisis communications, our brand protection plan is really going to help you be prepared. And we're looking forward to, to joining you again next Friday when we're going to talk about the a very high level media training so that you can take um, your relationships with the journalist really up a notch And as always, we want you to be able to beat your competitors. So have a great day.